If you're into designer furniture and you want the sofa that broke the internet, you don't have to go broke to get it. Because Designer Looks Furniture has all the same styles and trends and all the quality, but without the designer prices. Check them out. Designer Looks at Value City Furniture or designerlooks.com. G'day everyone. Welcome back to Grow Your Brand, where we talk about how to share your talent with the world so you can make it a better place. I know I change up the intro every time because we're doing a lot of things, right? And one of the things we're doing is we really are looking at how we can best share what you bring to the table with the world. The table, the world, same thing, right? That's why we did the Ikigai. That's why we looked at what's the thing that matters to you? What are you most passionate about? Because once you grow your brand, you, you can basically do whatever you like. And you can make money from it, which is pretty awesome. And I know for a lot of us, it isn't just about making money, but money is something that we need. It's a necessity. We live in a world where money is part of our day-to-day life, how we get things. Uh, So in case you're wondering what this show is about, or in case this is the first episode you're listening to, uh, I'd recommend going back to the start to listen to episode one and kind of following it through in order. But if you're jumping on for uh, today, really what we're doing is we're looking at how you can live your best life by sharing that story that you have with the world. Now, I just wanted to quickly say, I've been so uh, overwhelmed by the amazing feedback this show has been getting after its first week of release. I'm Really, really touched by all the lovely comments on LinkedIn and on Facebook and also by people who've taken the time to review the show, uh, including my sister, actually. (laughs) So thanks, Elle. (laughs) Uh, Thanks also to fellow podcaster Marty Vids for the kind words and to Rebecca Jarvis and Sophie Den Hartog uh, for sharing how much value you got from the show with me as well. It's comments like this that really get me excited to be taking on a new project like this one uh, because it's not small, right? And actually on a side note, if you are thinking of doing a podcast, I've done a few different shows. So let me tell you, it's really rewarding, but it's also really challenging. It's as rewarding as it is challenging. So a lot of work, but if you enjoy making content and like me, you love to talk, it is really just such a joy. And I think if you're also working from home, it can be a really nice way to sort of re-engage with people outside of home because it can get a little bit lonely uh, being on your own at home as well. So, uh, yeah, anyway, I just wanted to say that as a side note because a lot of people ask me about podcasting and whether it's worth doing. So you need to like to talk, I think. Uh, also, just quickly a big thank you to listeners here in Australia and also over in the Netherlands uh, who helped this new podcast climb up to Uh, within the top 50 in the entrepreneurship category on the podcast charts. And that was after its first day of release on Apple Podcasts. So that was really, really cool, Uh, really amazing for me, Uh, really feeling the love, everyone. So thank you. And like I said, I'll be doing these episodes weekly from now on. But if you're really feeling like the weight is unbearable because this show is just so damn good, (laughs) then (laughs) let me know. Tell me what you want to hear about more. Just get in touch with me on LinkedIn or Twitter, or you can even head over to Facebook if you like. Links are in the show notes. Now, without further ado, today we're talking about brand values. And some people, 
business people just call this values. You'll hear a lot of change management consultants and business coaches uh, talk about the importance of your vision, your mission and your values. And really, we're talking about the same thing here. And if you remember back to episode two, we talked about how your vision is really important for both the inside of your business and the outside of your business. And it's the same with your values. Your values are actually what kind of ties the two things together. And all of this feeds back into that first core pillar of your purpose and contribution. So I like to start sort of the the juicy part of this episode with a question. What do we mean by values? Like if I ask you, what do you value? What comes to mind? I, I know there's people listening to this who are in life coaching or in the mental health space, and you're probably familiar with the term values in terms of the area of life that we prioritize. Like I value adventure or I value money or I value family. Or if you've worked with a coach, you've probably heard that before as well. When we talk about brand values, we're actually thinking about it a little bit differently. So let's kind of take a step back and first just think about what's the purpose of having brand values? Like why do we need them? What the outcome we desire is, is that we have a way of existing in the world. We have sort of like our code of ethics that our brand endorses, our brand stands for something, right? It doesn't only endorse it though, it actually enforces it, which might sound a little dictatorial. Uh, It definitely, for me, like I'm a bit of a rebel, so I'm like, no, no dictatorship, but think about it more like providing guidance and accountability uh, for ourselves. So if you're, you know, this is for your personal brand or if this is for a business of one, having these values is still really important because it actually brings us back to what is important for how we behave. And also for others who come into contact with our brand as well. So like I said, it says very clearly, this is what we stand for. And also this is what we stand against. And you can see why this is important for what happens both on the inside of the business and also what happens for the outside of the business and why that's important. So a brand value isn't something like money or prestige or family. And a brand value needs to start with a verb, an action word. What we're doing is we're actually setting an expectation behavior that's important because it it gives us a way of knowing well this is how we act around customers this is how we act around our stakeholders fellow staff members this is what's okay and this is what not is not okay so it needs to be concrete and a lot of the time I see brands say they value things like honesty and integrity and community but these aren't concrete and what I mean by concrete is that What we're saying actually invites people in to be part of our narrative, part of our story in a way that's relatable to them and tangible to them. So words like honesty and integrity and community have a lot of ambiguity. Like if I asked you, what does community mean? How would you answer that? Is it it something that's really quick? If I said, what does table mean? You could say, oh, okay, well, it's a bench with four legs on it that you sit at and have dinner. You know, like it's hard to define these words. So we we don't want to make the brain work too hard because if the brain has to work too hard, it will just switch off. So when you're writing your values, you want to ask yourself, is this open to interpretation? Is this hard to understand? And are there different opinions on what this concept even means? Like how philosophical are we getting here? 
when you say we value honesty, what is it that you want people to actually do? And that's a really good way to kind of think about how to rewrite your values if you have some values in a way that people really understand. So you want to use simple English. So maybe what you mean when you say we value honesty is that, look, when there's a problem, we want people to speak up about it. So maybe instead of saying we value honesty, maybe the value is speak up when there's a problem. And notice that this value starts with that verb, starts with an action word, speak. So it sets an expectation of how to behave. We want you to speak about this. In fact, you can imagine if you did speak up about a problem and a manager turned around to you and said, why are you talking to me about this problem? You could point them directly back to your values and say, well, that's what I've been told to do. That's what we really, really want for our values. Now, you might be thinking, okay, so what does this have to do with my brand though? Like why are these values important for how we're perceived in market. And this goes back to your brand integrity and what we talked about in episode three, right? So what you say and what you need and what you do need to align with one another. So your values are what helps you to bring this into alignment. Now, if we use the example of speak up when there's a problem, when it comes to your market perception, this is something that's going to have a big impact on the customer experience, right? Because ignoring customer problems Uh, either because A, we're too scared to admit them to ourselves or B, we're too scared to admit them to our superiors, impacts our brand directly. And it can very quickly damage our reputation and lead to all sorts of problems. So to define your values, you need to think about what attitudes and behaviours are going to negatively impact my brand and positively impact my brand. Now, this is going to be different depending on who your stakeholders are and what their attitudes and behaviours are. So if your stakeholders, for instance, are quite risk-averse and conservative, your values are going to be quite different to if your stakeholders are happy-go-lucky, let's-give-it-a-go types of people. In our next couple of episodes, we're going to tie off the basics of this first brand pillar on purpose and contribution. So in the next episode, we're going to focus on the value you create, the promises you make, and how to write your elevator pitch. And then following on from that, we're going to talk about your brand personality. Your brand personality is where we start to transition over to pillar two, where our focus will be on developing your distinct and salient brand assets. And as we'll start talking about in that episode, so that'll be episode eight, the language you use is so important to get right when it comes to really ensuring that everything we've just been getting right and sorted and nailing down in this first pillar is actually reflected in the sensory cues you use to represent your brand. So the logo, the colors, the sounds, the visuals, the feelings that you want to create in those stakeholders. So lots of exciting stuff to come. And if you are someone who really enjoys the style and aesthetic side of branding, you'll find these episodes a lot of fun. But before we get ahead of ourselves, what I need you to do now is go back to your brand map and have a go at writing your brand values down. If you have any questions about how to fill this in, you can send me an email. So my email is lauren.cress at thechangemakers.org.au or you can message me, tweet me, however it's easiest for you. I'm thinking I might read out some of the questions I get sent about these topics on the show. So just be mindful of that. Uh, I won't share last names or anything like that, but... Uh, let me know if you think that would be useful as well. I think 
it's really important to me that how we spend this time together is giving you the most value. So please do give me your feedback. It helps me to make this show better for you and for others because if you're thinking something would be valuable or you're thinking something's annoying, uh, then chances are other people are as well. Uh, All the links are in the show notes and depending on where you're listening to this podcast, you may need to click on the link that says episode website to access the full show notes. Uh, If that's too tricky for you, just head over to www.growyourbrand.com.au, which is the podcast website. I'll be back next week for our next episode of Grow Your Brand. Until then, remember that sharing your talents with the world will make it a better place. I'll talk to you soon. What's the copay for my eye exam? How much is my lens allowance? What kind of frames can I get? And most importantly, who accepts my vision insurance? Vision insurance can be confusing. Luckily, Pearl Vision can help you make sense of it. They offer a wide selection of -of state-of-the-art lenses and brand name frames. Plus, they work with all major vision plans, including iMed. Visit pearlvision.com to find your neighborhood eye care center today.